to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. So, what's going on, y'all? What's good? So, let's see. So, this week, we see that the CDC announced that if you have a COVID vaccination, you do not have to wear your mask inside. Uh, What was interesting is I live in North Carolina, and in North Carolina, I think that they have decided to... uh, lift the mask mandate and I found myself wondering this week like is COVID over here because I feel like now that this is rolling out um I don't think people are going to I mean people stopped taking it serious a long time ago I think people are going to start not taking it serious again it makes me a little nervous even though I did get the vaccination me and my uh my family so Les did the child did before he went to college um I don't know, but I think it's just weird that I I actually know quite a few people who did not, has not gotten the vaccination and I don't think plan to get the vaccination. And so, um, are they just going to be walking around with no mask? And I think honestly, even if you have the vaccination, I think you can, it's still a percentage or a risk that you can get COVID. So I still wear my mask. Um, I've started not wearing my mask when I'm outside uh, but I still find myself in habit still wearing my mask. So even when I was like recently, when I went to Charleston, I was walking around in my mask. And so I wasn't even thinking about the fact that I could have not worn one. Uh, so I don't know. It's going to take me a while, I guess, to get back to quote unquote normal life. But I think I'm still probably going to wear my mask for a while. Um, I was reading this post and I think it was like the CDC and they were saying like, if people still prefer to wear their masks, like don't mask shame them. And I'm like, is mask shaming a thing? And why is that a thing? I don't get that. Also, you know, I've been pretty swamped at work, um, which is why I feel like my, like my last episode was kind of short because it was Mother's Day too, but I was also just, I've just been extremely tired. So I've been swamped at work and due to the fact that my counterparts at work, um, they are in India and India is being swamped right now and like just really be down with COVID, uh, you know, and they're and so they don't have hospitals to care for people and things like that. I was speaking to one of my friends from work, uh, one of my counterparts, um, that lives in India. And I was asking like, what exactly is going on? Like, you know, is it a matter of, um, cause I don't know why I naively thought that these vaccinations was rolled out all over. And it's crazy because, in the United States, you know, we have people that complain, they don't want to take it. They have all these fucking conspiracy theories in regards to it. And then when I was talking to my coworker the other day, you know, they want the vaccination. And they said that, um, I think that right now he said that the, they're up to 50, I think where they, where they stop is at 50. So 50 and after are, are vaccination eligible. And, and that's the peak they've gotten to. And see here in the States, we're down to, uh, 12 years old now can get it. So, I mean, it's pretty much where I think any, everyone can pretty much get it now. I think, and I think they've made it to where I think 12 year olds can get it. And so I think sometimes when I hear about things that's going on in other places, it really just brings things in perspective in regards to what we have going on. And, uh, you know, that's why this whole entire time I've tried to pretty much do my part and you know get the you know get the vaccination you know still be uh responsible you know as best as i can 
And um, I don't know, man, what, you know, I wanted to talk about this a little bit just because I wanted to say like, you know, with, with all the stuff going on in the world, like still just trying to maintain just being safe. You know, we're going into the summer. I get it. You know, we've all fucking been in the house for the most part and, you know, trying to get things back to normal. I had to have a whole conversation with, you know, the child about just like resuming, you know, a a hair regiment schedule because I think he's so used to just kind of being in the house and all that. But I'm like, dude, you can't walk around looking crazy because, you know, you're about to go to school and the world's back open. And um, yeah, you got to get back into normal life. Right. And uh, so it's going to take time. But um, I also think that we should still just be trying to be careful you know, and be safe as much as possible because the COVID is still here, you know, like it's, it hasn't gone away and it's still in the States. And, you know, I still see, um, people getting COVID right now. So, you know, just, just be safe, be responsible, be mindful, um, you know, of others. I don't know, but other than that, uh, yeah, I haven't had much going on. Um, you know, just working, I've, been staying solid with my working out regimen has been pretty good. Um, so just getting myself back together. I'm excited for the pools to be back open. I'm excited to, uh, regain some normal life. I just signed up for my first race. I run my first race on June 2nd, a 5k. This is what's crazy. When I sat and thought about it, I had, I, and I'm an avid runner. I run consistently. I haven't run a race since 2019 and I'm like, this is crazy just to think about how we have all just been so affected by our, you know, our lives and just me getting back into the routine of running and like, you know, just getting back in shape and all of that. It was just crazy how like, you know, last year just seems like a fucking blur for me. You know, so many things that I wanted to do, so many plans that I have for the year that like now I'm trying to, you know, scramble and do some things that, you know, I had and I had lined up. So just to give a few things to be looking forward to with the show. So I have my, uh, uh, hundred episode coming. Um, I think this episode I'm doing right now is episode 95. So I think with that, I'm probably going to do some changes. You might see some changes with the show. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what that might be, but I might do some changes with that. And I have, uh, merch coming out for the show. That's going to be here pretty soon in the next month or so, uh, probably over the summer. And then I have, uh, and also I'm going to be starting the the book club. So that's coming too. Um, it's just been a matter of, I had to push some things back only because uh, I've just been extremely busy. Um, and it's not really a real excuse, but that's just a real excuse. And well, the real reason I should say. And so uh, I've been working now trying to get those things back together. And, you know, so I do have those things coming. I know I announced that a couple of weeks ago, I think a couple months ago, and, uh, those things are still in the pipeline for this year. And I'm look, really, really looking forward to it. So, uh, uh, just be on the lookout for that with the shirts. When they come, I'm, I'm going to have it on my Instagram page. So you'll be able to see it. I'm also going to announce it on here and you'll, so you'll be able to see it and you'll so you'll see how you can, you know, purchase that. So just be looking out for that. Also, uh, I wanted to start by saying too, that definitely follow the show. I do appreciate everyone who tunes in every week. If you follow the show, you'll get updates for the show and let you know when a new episode is out, but my episodes are out every Monday. So definitely follow the show. 
uh, leave feedback, rate the show. You can always catch me on uh, Instagram at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. And so, you know, if you ever want to be part of showing like that, you can hit me there. You can hit me on my email, um, ijmtpodcast at gmail.com. But definitely uh, follow the show, streaming on every streaming platform. You can also find me over on Third Chamber Podcast. So pop over there. It's a different feel. Um, I enjoy recording with the guys. So you can find me over there as well. And that's Third Chamber Podcast. So let's just go into some motivation on Monday. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about friendships. Um, so for Motivation on Monday, I have a quote that says, surround yourself with people that give you pos- positive energy. That's something that I actually live by. You know, uh, it's a concept that I had to grow into because I think that when you're young, it's easy for you to think that you're just being loyal to your friend and you might actually have a toxic friend that might not actually need to, you know, be on this journey with you. So uh, I think that when you surround yourself with positive people and you have that energy, um, it's easy for you to just continue to just, you know, live in a positive way. And uh, I I think when you have a positive outlook rather than a negative outlook, it's easy for you to accomplish more things, you know? So let's just think about that for motivational Monday and just think about your village. Think about the people that you have around you. And one, you know, when it comes to your village, are these people somebody that you want to align with? And also thing you need to ask yourself, you know, that I, that I think about is, uh, do we share the same core values? Will this person hold me accountable? Um, because I think that you need that. Right. Um, I don't think, I don't think you need to be around people. That's always just your yes, man. And, you know, just agreeing with you when you could be wrong. You know, I think it's important to grow with your friendships. So, all right. So I have some excellence today. Uh, a little black excellence. So last night we saw the hall of fame enshrinement. Um, we saw Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Tamika Catchings and Kobe Bryant. Um, so all of these have been my favorite player to me catchings. I watched her since she was in college. So I was so excited to see her be inducted. It was very well-deserved. Um, I just want to point out, you know, and, and also just continue to send prayers to Vanessa Bryant and her children. Um, I think when she was up there, you know, she shows so much strength and, uh, that Kobe situation is such a sad situation. And I think that's something that, uh, you know, everyone felt, you know, I felt it. I think the world stopped that day. And so, um, you know, this is such an amazing accomplishment. Uh, and just, you know, seeing her accept the award for her husband, um, you know, I just wanted to just, you know, give some excellence for that because, um, it takes so much strength. So I can only imagine. So definitely still just sending some, some prayers and positive vibes over that way, but it was cool to see, uh, the hall of fame last night and just look at the videos and things like that. So I definitely wanted to make that my, uh, my black excellence for the week. So today for hot topics, I have quite a few, so let's just get into it. The first one I wanted to point out, which is some positive stuff. Well, I think majority of, of everything is positive today. So some cool news that I saw was Felicia Rashad was named Howard university, Dean of college, Dean of the college of fine arts. Um, 
so when I was reading it, it was saying that they wanted to, um, revigorate the program. I haven't really heard much about Howard's program in recent years. I know a lot of people did come out of, I, I feel like I want to say Chadwick Bozeman uh, went to Howard in their fine arts program. Not really sure, but I know this is also uh, Felicia Rashad's alma mater. She graduated from Howard, um, you know, magnum cum laude honors. Uh, she crossed AKA there. So I think it was really cool to bring your own back. And I think that's a phenomenal to just have that type of uh, leadership in the program, you know, for the upcoming people that's going to be in the program. So I thought that was really cool uh, when I saw that. So they also announced the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2021 uh, inductees, which was, uh, uh, we'll name a few, Tina Turner and Jay-Z. I actually was surprised that Tina Turner, I don't know why I felt like she was already in. So when I saw Tina Turner, I was like, what? That was really surprising to me because why the fuck did that that take so long? That should have been happening, I think, for sure. Um, Jay-Z, you know, um, totally valid. And then the Musical Excellence Award, they're going to give it to uh, LL Cool J. So I thought that was pretty cool. I was actually um, disappointed that Mary J didn't make it. She was one of the nominees for this year, and she didn't make it. And I don't know. I thought that was kind of like, hmm. Mary should be, Mary should get in for sure. I mean, I'm, I know it's going to happen, but, uh, I was surprised it didn't happen this year. Uh, let's see. We are actually in two weeks. Uh, Les and I, we're going to this Mary J. Blige tribute band. I'm so excited about it. I, I think it's going to be really cool. I haven't seen live music in forever and live music is like my jam. And so, um, I'm just really excited to be able to start back kind of doing shit but they're having this uh mary j blige tribute band come and they're going to be doing mary j covers so i think that's going to be cool um kelly friend of the show she went to i think last year she went to uh erica badu tribute in houston and uh she was telling me i think she was in houston but she was telling me or she maybe she was in dallas she was in texas but she was telling me about that. And so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, I could do that. And I totally could do a Jill Scott one because, you know, Jill Scott's my boo. So, um, uh, yeah, so big up to them. Um, such a cool honor. I think that's pretty cool. And to stay into the music realm, Billboard named Drake Artist of the Decade. So what do we think about that? Do you think that Drake is Artist of the Decade? <sighs> when I saw this, I was like, hmm. I feel like, I feel like, yeah, probably. I mean, I think when you put people in categories, uh, especially rap, I feel like you have to say that he, you, you have to at least give him one of the goats, right? Um, but when I think about just this decade, I think about in the rap category, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Drake. Um, so, but when you think, I guess, about successes, I guess you, you can, I you can see that as far as Billboard, because Drake has been killing it, so... Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Pretty interesting. I've seen Drake twice in concert. My sister loves Drake. So me and Tracy, uh, we went to a concert in Charlotte and then we went to a concert when he came to Greensboro and it was actually me, Montrese, Jamonte and Les. We went to that one. Um, so we did that one together. Then the other one, it was just me and my sister. So, um, he was also a performer too. That was one of my favorite concerts, both of them. He was really good. Um, so I don't know. I think that was pretty cool. So to shift some, I did want to announce that last week, the WBA started last Friday, 
Um, super excited about this season. If you haven't seen their fucking jerseys, their jerseys is fucking fire. So I don't know if y'all are paying attention or not. But they signed a deal with Amazon, a multi-year deal to stream 16 regular season games. This actually is a really big deal. Uh, I talked about it last year about how they are all receiving more money this year. Um, and it's crazy to think that, like, I think about so many people that came before, you know, the players that's playing now. And just to think about how, like, they really weren't getting paid. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's crazy uh, in comparison to their male uh, counterparts. So um, I, I think it's been cool to see, like, the NBA players supporting. And what's crazy is I, I was talking to um, my friend the other day and, like, you know, I'm on Twitter and I, I shouldn't read comments, but I do and I scroll. And it's, like, crazy to me that, like, there are still men who, like, just leave slanderous shit, like, and talk shit about, like, female athletes. And I'm like, why? Like, why is it like this? I don't really understand it because, to me, to be completely honest with you, like, yeah, when you watch NBA, you see, like, you know, athleticism. You see just, like, you know, things we've never seen before, uh, stuff like that. But, um you see, I think sometimes you see sloppy ass basketball, you know, you, you don't really see fundamentals and none of that, not in present day. And so when I watch the WBA, those girls can ball and you actually see, uh, some really good fundamentals. You see footwork. I mean, you see some of the greatest athletes, like the fact that the WBA only has a certain amount of teams and that's it. You know, they don't have like a G League and developmental leagues like the NBA have where people actually have a chance to get better or try to potentially make the team. So when people don't make the team here, they have to go play like overseas. And so this is it. So the people that you see for the WBA are are, like the cream of the crop. Like they are the best of the best. And I don't think people really realize that. Like you have um, only so many people that can make these rosters. So I definitely feel like, you know, definitely support them, man. Like we should all be um, supporting them. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, like you have some top tier athletes and I feel like these women should at least be making a million dollars. You know, they're still not even making a million dollars and you have, you know, some men who, who are on the bench and they make over a million dollars in the NBA. It's just something to think about, but I did want to, uh, you know, talk about that and, I'm tuning into the WBA this season. I'm super excited about it. Um, what I love most about my kid is that he, uh, I think when we first started watching sports together, he just pacified me because he's not the most sporty cat in the world. And now he's like grown this love for women's sports. And so he watches WBA with me. He watches women tennis with me. He watches women's soccer with me. We watch, you know, women track and field. We watch gymnastics. I mean, and uh, I think it's, it's really cool. Because I feel like when he has kids one day, he'll continue the same thing. So, you know, and it kind of starts there, you know, in childhood. So let's just finish uh, Hot Topics on some TV stuff. So this week we saw the Ellen DeGeneres shows ending after 19 seasons. Now, this is what's weird about, I, this wasn't surprising for me to see it ending because it's just been all of this, you know, talk of the toxic work environment. And to be completely honest with you, like I don't, I used to watch the Ellen show and, um, and not even really because everything going on, I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it's because of everything going on. I stopped watching it and I don't really even know why, but like, I honestly, I honestly believe the shit that people are saying. I, I really actually do. Um, I don't believe that this is your show and you have people that are in place in your show and you don't know that people are having toxic behavior. 
Um, apparently they claimed that like, it wasn't quote unquote Ellen. This is is what they said at first, that it wasn't her. It was the people that was like under her and all of that. But I don't know. Like, I feel like now they're saying that, you know, she is a part of it, you know, and she was very, um, rude and mean and things like that. But it's not the first time that, that people have said that. And so then it comes out that like, basically, uh, one of the people that worked with her on the Ellen show, like the, the sitcom that she had said that even then she was rude and nasty back then. So they were surprised when she got her own like show. So they basically are saying that what we see as far as like who, what she gives on screen, is not the person that she is behind closed doors. And I mean, I, obviously I don't know her, right. I don't know really what to think in regards to that, but I just don't find certain things to be surprising because sometimes I feel like as people, we see these celebrities and like, we're like, Oh, you know, no, like that can't be the case, but we don't know them. We don't know what they do in their regular life and how they really are. And they're entertainers. So they're here to entertain us and and entertainers can have personas. And so you don't really know. And I just think when it's a lot of smoke, you know, most times it's some fire somewhere. People, a group of people aren't going to just sit and just lie about you. Well, what are they lying about you for? Like, I don't know. I just always think about that. I'm like, I don't think people are going to just sit and just fucking lie about you. Um, so when Ellen talked about even her show, I think she should have just left it there. So then she starts talking about how she was so confused by the toxic work environment allegations. You know, she didn't know where that shit came from and she felt that it was very misogynistic. She felt that, you know, uh, it was a lot of, you know, just like male voices that was coming out saying that she was this and this. And she felt like it was like a smear campaign against her. And I thought that was kind of weird, her saying all that stuff. Like, I mean, and it, and it could be her truth and maybe she feels that way. I don't know. And, and maybe this could be true. Like it's always two sides, right? It's one side, the other person's side, and then the truth in the middle somewhere. Um, but I mean, it's Ellen and she has plenty of fucking money. So, you know. It is what it is. I mean, I, I think that uh, hopefully it's something that's learned from um, stuff that I was reading was that like, you know, they were surprised that this is something that didn't end this like this show didn't end a long time ago due to the shit that was going on. So it had been something going on if people really felt that strongly about it. Right. I don't know. Uh, another cool news that. I was really excited about, I still am really excited about. So HBO is developing a TV adaptation of invisible life novels. So that's by Elin Harris. I have a funny story in regards to that, right? So when I was young, uh, we had this bookstore called borders. And what I loved about it was like my mom might've been a lot of things, but the one thing that she always supported was my reading. So if I told her I wanted a book, I told her that, you know, um, I needed, I needed new books. She always took me to the bookstore. She always gave me money for that. And I could, I could pretty much get whatever I wanted. So borders had an African-American section and you could just get books from that section. So I literally would just go and just pick books. Like it's not like how now, you know, me and, um, you know, the child, we sit and we send each other Goodreads reviews and books that we might see all the time. And so like we have a, you know, a to be read list where we, we might say and talk about books and all of that. And you can easily go on your phones and computers and look up shit. 
Well, when I was young, we didn't have computers and all that stuff where you can just sit and look up all this shit. Like you had to either go to the library or you went to bookstores and you just read the back of the book or whatever. And you had to, you know, that's how you picked out your books. Like now I have a whole, you know, plan of what books I'm getting next or new releases coming and you know, all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, so I used to go to the, to the African-American section and I would just pick books. So invisible life. And I think I was like, Maya probably was too young. I don't really know. I think I was 13, 14. I, I, I know it was freshman year of high school. So I saw Elin Harris books. Obviously I didn't know that these were, uh, the, the, some of the characters in the book were, uh, LGBTQ. Um, and in the nineties when this was going on, like we didn't, I mean, I didn't even know what gay was. So you didn't, it wasn't really like something you really talked about. So, but my mom knew what the book was about. So she didn't let me buy the book and I had to beg her to get the book. <laughs> and it's funny because I was dating boys, you know, at the time. And so I think my mom felt like if I read that book that I was going to be gay. Uh, she'll never admit that, but I'm like, she did not want me to get that book at all. And finally she conceded and let me get the book, but I didn't even know what the fuck the book was about, but it's a whole series. And if you haven't read the invisible life series by Elon Harris, they're amazing. They're really, they're really good. Um, so just knowing that they're bringing this to uh, life, I'm telling you, HBO to me is killing it out of all the, all the fucking networks. If you Hulu may, might be a little, well, Netflix got some good series too, but HBO is killing it. And HBO is killing it in regards to, uh, you know, giving, um, black people voices. Uh, definitely. Um, I, I thoroughly have been enjoying everything on HBO. So, uh, I can't wait to see when, when that actually comes out. All right. So the last thing I want to talk about was two things really, but we're going to, one is going to roll me into the thought of the week. So Bravo announced that Candy Burris, um, is going to have a new restaurant spinoff show. So it's going to be Candy, Todd, and old lady gang is going to be a restaurant spinoff type thing. It's going to kind of like, and it's, cause it's going to have the restaurant staff too. So it's kind of going to kind of be like candy version of like Vanderpump rules. Um, where are you going to be in the restaurants? I, I think this is a cool concept. I don't really think that I would really watch it just because like, I like candy, you know, like I think candy is hard, a hard worker. I mean, she'd be out here just securing the fucking bag, but I don't, I think she's boring. I don't really care for Todd. I don't really, you know, like I don't feel compelled to watch them. So I personally wouldn't watch it, but I definitely think that the show probably would do well. I just kind of feel like all these years watching Candy and stuff and doing, seeing what she's doing, it's like, it's cool. But, um, for me, I don't really feel compelled to really watch it, but I will say that maybe the, the restaurant staff and all that, maybe, you know, following them, like hopefully if it's, if maybe I might watch it, if it's like following more of the restaurant staff, and less of like Candy and Todd. Like I, um, I kind of feel like I've gotten my feel of them. And so maybe if it's just like how Vanderpump Rules is, like you see Lisa come in sometimes, but for the most part, like it's the staff that you follow, you know, and then Lisa's in there a little bit, but it's not really about her per se. So, um, so we'll see. That should be interesting. So in another news, uh, Portia got a spinoff, uh, announced this week after she was trending this week. And, um, I'm going to go over the Portia situation and what happened, but this is going to roll me into the thought of the week. And for the thought of the week this week, I wanted to discuss friendships. Why are they important? 
um, why you don't need toxic friends and why you should be mindful of people that you surround yourself with. So let's just go into the thought of the week. All right. So for the thought of the week, <laughs> let's discuss some mess for a second and then go into some real conversation about friendships. So this week we saw that Portia Williams was trending. So last week, I think it was last Sunday, I want to say, like I'm sitting here and I don't know when it was, maybe it was Monday, but I'm sitting here and I'm like, why is Portia Williams like, why is she trending? So I saw that she had put out a, a post and she was talking about how like, you know, she was in love and with, um, I think the guy's name is Simon. And so she's posting him and she's engaged. And then it's like all these rumors are swirling like, oh, she's pregnant and all this stuff. So I'm like, oh, okay this, this is a lot going on, but I didn't really know what was going on, you know? So then I get on like, then I, you know, get on Twitter and, you know, I kind of went down a rabbit hole. Well, at first I was like, whatever, I don't care because I mean, I mean, I talk about hot topics on here, but like, honestly, celebrities and shit they do, like, I don't, I don't really care. And so I, but then I ended up going down a rabbit hole because I was like, wait, what's going on? So on this season, uh, so Portia Williams is on uh, Housewives of Atlanta. She's also a radio personality. And so um, so this season, she it showed her going to uh, her friend Fallon House, uh, Phelan or whatever her name is. And so there she meets Phelan's husband, who is the guy that she's dating now. And so everybody was like raping her over the coals because they're like, oh, wait a second. Like, you know, you fucking completely broke girl code because how are you engaged to this girl's, you know, ex-husband? Apparently they got, they're still working through a divorce. Um, but they separated and I think filed for divorce in January, but I think that he's still married. I think, um, not really sure, but I don't think his divorce is over. I was listening to this podcast and it was so funny because they were like, how it's so many single husbands out here. And I'm like, Lord. And so, cause I personally think that like, I get that, I guess when people want to move forward and maybe the relationship is going stale that you just kind of move forward. Um, I know Dr. Dre, I mean, he, he literally got the, the judge to, um, deem him single. And I feel like that was a, that's a better look than just being out here. You know, people are like, he's still married. Cause you're technically still married. So I think like when you're still married, I feel like until your divorce is final, I kind of feel like you shouldn't date one, two. Also the first thing I saw thought about when I saw the poor situation, I was like, he was married to this woman, I think 20 something years, I want to say. Uh, and that's just, uh, it might've been 20 years or close to, and that's just a long time to just automatically be like, Oh, I'm going to get into another relationship. And then the fact that like they got engaged, like I'm wondering now, considering she got engaged fast to, um, what is her child's father's name? Yeah. I don't know how I forget that, but, um, Dennis, Dennis, she got engaged fast to him too. And I'm sitting here wondering now, like, is she a person that like wants that likes to be married or likes to be engaged? Um, it seems that way, but apparently Simon has like a lot of money. He's worth like $40 million. And basically Portia was like, you know, that Fallon wasn't her friend, even though, you know, obviously what we see on TV, who knows, you know, reality TV. I look at things from a different lens. Cause I'm like, reality TV is kind of, yeah, they might not have been friends. And they might've just been like, let's get her inserted onto the show. We'll say she's Portia's friend and they might not really know each other like that. So we don't really know what the true inner workings are. Um, now more details is coming out and the Fallon girl was saying like her and Portia really aren't friends. So maybe it could be some truth there, but there are receipts showing that 
Portia said that, the, that him and her linked up and they've been dating for a month and they've been engaged after a month, but receipts been coming out showing that they were together like in January. So it could have been some overlap there. Not really sure, but you know, it made for me to think about, uh, the conversation of just friendships this week on third chamber pod, um, we're recording about, uh, we're, we're going to have a segment where we talk about bro code and girl code, right? Um, because Dennis apparently I think is friends with Simon and I think that they do work together or something like that. They've done some projects together. So it's interesting because Portia is his child's mother. And so, I mean, did y'all have a conversation? How'd y'all get to this place? I don't really know. Um, the whole thing looks kind of messy. So I always was told, you know, that you never should divulge so much on your relationship because it could be, you know, you usually see sometimes like, you know, your friends lurking in the back, not all friends, obviously, like obviously your friends shouldn't be toxic and be looking at the person that you're dating, but it can happen. And so I don't know what, what do we think about the Porsche situation? I'm, I'm trying to figure out, did I, did I just explain this or did, or did I just start going on a tangent? So let's see. Portia met the husband. She's supposedly friends with Fallon. Now they're saying that they're not necessarily friends. And now he's gotten a divorce, still going through a divorce with Fallon. And now Portia is engaged to be married to him after she claims a, a, a month of dating. She did turn off her comments. Because when I tell you people were like going the fuck in, they were going the fuck in. And so I don't know. So that made me, uh, <laughs> that made me want to discuss friendships for the, um, for the thought of the week. And so, you know, do I think that friendships are important? Yes, I do. Um, but I think it's important to surround yourself with people who, um, I think it's important to surround yourself with people who align with what you align with, Right. Um, and so today it's going to be all, it's going to be me talking about me and just talking about what I think and my thoughts, obviously, but okay. I'm going to give quite a few examples of this. So when I was young, like, and I was still kind of like out there and I was still doing shit that I probably shouldn't be doing, you know, hanging out in the club, stuff like that. And I didn't always make the best decisions, especially best decisions in, in my relationships. And so then when I got to the point that obviously I started growing up and I'm like, uh, oh, like, you know, I'm not really on like just being a tragic, you know, fucking individual, you know, like you kind of grow up because when I was making mistakes and out there, I was still in my early twenties. And I don't really think that in your early twenties, like you're going to make, or, you know, late teenage, early twenties, you're gonna make the best decisions in the fucking world because you're, I was immature. And so when I started to have a shift, you know, I had friends that were still out trying to do the same shit. And so one time I, I'll never forget, like I was in a relationship and I was in a monogamous relationship with another person and I went out with my friend. And so my friend was like trying to like make me be like their wingman. And even though they knew I was in a relationship and I was, I was out in the city that I live in. So, I mean, you know, the city's fucking small, right at the time. And so she was like trying to get me to send over drinks or go get these ladies and bring them back and just shit like that. Like, um, and just, just crazy shit. And, you know, I didn't feel comfortable because I was like, you know, I didn't want somebody to see me out as if like I'm flirty or I'm talking or something like that. And then because I'm trying to play wingman with this person and, you know, it fuck up my home situation. Right. 
And so the, when they kind of kept being in that space, I had to make the decision of like, even though like we're cool, it's no beef. Like I don't have no issue with you. But I, but at that time it was just like my values didn't align anymore with her values, like in that friendship. And so I had to fall back from the friendship because my relationship obviously was more important to me than the friendship. I was having this conversation the other day and I was just saying that I have been so blessed to have an amazing village, right? Like my people that I genuinely let in my life are so amazing, so supportive, you know, drama free. Um, I never really have, I, I never have issues with people like, you know, as far as like my village. And so it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's a blessing. Cause when I sit and talk to people and like, they have, you know, issues with friends and just shit going on all the time. Like, I'm like, yo, like I never have that. And then usually, you know, when I do talk to my friends, whatever, it's always on some like positive shit. My friends are doing amazing shit. Um, you know, we're able to bounce off each other. I know that any of them I can call if I ever needed anything. And so I'm very, I'm very grateful, but I also will say that I've been building this village for a very long time and I'm very meticulous with who I surround myself with. Cause I, I have to be for my mental health. Right. And so for me, like, I don't like being around negative people. I, I, I really honestly want you to kind of take your mental health serious too. Um, as far as like, it's the only way we kind of can function together. Like I can't really function with people who, um, don't really take their mental health serious. So I, I struggle from that standpoint. And I, I was telling, uh, Kelly friend of the show about how, um, I have a really dope relationship with Maddie and Maddie has been on, I think twice now. And, um, Maddie's my energy friend, you know, she's my good vibes, you know, she's going to tell you about this, this, about this crystal, you know, and I love it. Right. Because shit, I, I try to be more like her and I think she doesn't even realize how much like I admire her and she is probably, um, the one that I think obviously understands me the most, but I think that she understands like just the shit that I talk about every week on this show. Like, I think she fully gets it. Right. And so I think this was recently, like we were, she was calling me we were talking about something and I thought it was so dope that she was like, she wanted to talk about things that she had going on, but she literally asked me, you know, do I have the capacity today to, um, you know, for this, you know, and, and to sit and kind of like listen and all of that. And I thought it was dope that, you know what I'm saying? Like she even would do a touch point before going into, and it's been times that I've called her heated about something and she'll be like, Mika, you know, pause, breathe, relax. Okay. So now let's talk. Like once you calm down and then like, hello, how are you? Like, you know, just bring me back to uh one proper fucking phone etiquette and two, like, just like relax for a moment. Right. You know, cause really shit shouldn't be taking away your energy from that degree any fucking way. So it is, um, it's necessary. And so for me, I think friendships are very important, but I think it also depends on the type of friendships that you have with people. Now, 
you know, which rolls into, um, you know, for me, like why I feel like you don't need toxic friends. Uh, I, I think that came up in a conversation with Kelly. I'm not really sure when we talked about growth, I think when we're young, you have friends that you, that are toxic, you know, but when we're young, we were all immature. So you think like, oh, that's just how they are. Oh, you know, it's fine. It's cool, but it's not, it's not fine. And, and it's not cool actually. And so, you know, uh, I think it was easier for when I was younger to have toxic friendships and not realize that these friendships were toxic. Right. And now as an adult, fully adult and one that actually understand their worth, like everybody is not meant to go along your journey with you and stay on this journey with you. That friendship might just been that friendship for that season. And that might be what it was, you know? And, uh, I think sometimes why you stay in friendships longer than their expiration date is because you are still trying to be nice and you're trying to be like, Oh, you know, uh, give the person excuses as to why you shouldn't leave that space. But if something is not serving you and a person that's not serving you, regardless of how long you've known this person, you see this in, in love relationships too, but you see it in friendships. It's okay to not be someone's friend, right? And you don't have to have this fucking blow up. You don't have to have this, you know, whatever, but it's okay to not be their friend, (laughs) you know? And I think sometimes we just have this like guilt and this whatever about, you know, being mean and everything else, but you're not being mean if you're choosing yourself and you're choosing to align yourself with people that make sense because obviously you should. Your energy, your peace, and your life should be, you, your person should be your most important asset. You, your person, right? And if somebody's not serving you, then why are they still on your train with you, right? So that's how I kind of look at it when it comes to, you know, toxic friendships. Like I've had plenty of toxic friendships that I didn't know the name of what these friendships were. You know, um, I just knew maybe how they might make me feel or, I mean, it's like if you have a friend and say that friend always is saying sarcastic shit, they're always giving you these little fucking jabs. You know what I'm saying? Like that it's not fucking funny. You know what I'm saying? Um, or they're gaslighting you. Right. And they're doing these things. You have to pause for a moment and not just be like, Oh, well, you know how so-and-so is. No, like you need to pause and to ask yourself, is this my fucking friend? Because friends shouldn't hurt you. Right. Like you can be disappointed in an aspect and things like that. And I think when we're younger, you see, Oh, you know, you have these, these fallouts, but I'm, I'm 36, you know, I turned 37 this year. I should be able to, if my friend did something to me, I should be able to be able to properly talk to my friend. Right. Um, but at the same time, I, I just feel like I couldn't imagine having beef in relationships at present day. Cause why are we, why are we having beef with each other? Like that to me is another point where I'm like, mm, are we friends? Really? You know, um, I don't know. I, I just think that, I don't know. My village is very small. My, I have, I know a lot of people and have a lot of quote unquote friends, but my village is very small. And I just feel like you don't have to let people in if you don't fucking want to. And everybody don't have to be along on a journey. That's just what I really think. Um, and I just feel like, you know, we hold ourselves hostage by trying to be nice or trying to be, you know, 
friends and you know but my thing is like and I, I have this conversation you know with Isaiah we we heard on his episode he's like when I go to school I want to have friends but fuck a friend like a whole fucking mass of friends you need to be having your solid friends that you know without shout out doubt got your back you don't need a whole bunch of people to be on your journey you just need the the few that you really can trust that you know is going to hold you accountable that's something for me that I take serious uh as far as like who I want to have around me because there are times in general as people when you are weak or, you know, you might have a fucked up moment for a second and someone promoting you to fucking do wrong, you know, in your space. I don't think that's your fucking friend. And I don't know if, you know, I don't know if they have your best interest in mind. And so when I sit and talk about how everybody is not meant to be on your fucking journey, they're not meant to be on your journey. And that might be exactly how they feel and how they might function in their relationship, but that's not how you align. So should they be here? And I don't know. Like I talk about this in therapy a lot because I always struggle with like, well, they could be here in a small capacity. Like, but my therapist is like, nah, like, do they need to be here? You know, like, do they need to be in your life? And that's something that I think about. I'm like, well, maybe they, maybe they don't, you know? Um, so I wanted to have a conversation today about friendships. And I just wanted to drop some nuggets on things that we can kind of talk about. Um, I can talk about friendships and relationships all day. Just things to just think about when it comes to how you align, you know, who you are and how your friendships really, truly to me embody who you are as well. And people that you have around you um, are examples of, you know, you, because I do believe that birds of a feather flock together. So yeah, some things you can be like, oh, I don't do the shit they do. But in the day, like if they are here doing fuck shit and you're with them and you're out, people are going to automatically assume that you do fuck shit too. Cause that's just the reality of, of life. Right. So I, I just think, especially as you get older in life, man, you got to just start thinking about who, who is your village and who do you want in it? And what does that look like for you? So we can continue this conversation Give me feedback if you like, uh, and we can continue the conversation, but that's all I had this week for the thought of the week. I also, uh, just want to remind you, like I did at the beginning of the show, don't forget to follow the show. You can find, it's just my thoughts streaming on most streaming platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, audible, pretty much everywhere. So follow it, subscribe, leave feedback, you know, rate the show, leave some stars up there. And also, uh, don't forget to follow me on social media. It's very important. So you can get updates and, you know, just see the stuff that I post. So Instagram is at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast on Twitter is at IJMT podcast. And my email is IJMT podcast at gmail.com. Like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.